a whole new level of swagger to him. To NYR DNA, the only podcast between fathers and sons dedicated to New York Rangers hockey. This is Peter. I have with me Luca and Jack, and we are ready. We are back, and we're anxious to discuss New York Rangers hockey. Okay, so, and so for all those Jack, for ahead. all those listeners out there, it's just a quick recap. This is only a third episode, I think. It uh, is just a. Pretty simple father sons uh, podcast dedicated to New York Rangers hockey. We'll be discussing everything on the New York Rangers hockey spectrum as much as we can. So, um, and again, we don't have any insider information. We are not journalists. We don't. We are just fans watching the games and Idiots. talking about it. Idiots watching the games and talking about them. Okay, uh, so I guess we can start. Uh, Luca wants to say something. Yeah, I'd like to issue a personal apology to Buchnevich for um we bashed him pretty hard last podcast. Um the literally literally the title was Is Buchnevich Good? And so I think Buchnevich really showed up the past game, especially without Panarin. But um here's the thing. Here's the thing. In my opinion, I think we should keep bashing these guys because I think they're listening. And after the podcast, they did go on a little bit of a hot streak. And then, then it started to wear off. So I think, I think we got to keep doing what we're doing, and then we'll start to win more. So that's a that's an interesting. It's a heartfelt apology, but also basically Luca taking credit for Buchnevich <laughs> yeah. scoring a few points and the Rangers uh, winning. Apparently. Just for the record, I'd like to say that I do not join Luca. Yeah, neither uh, do in I. That apology. Luca's I, alone I, I on this. I think Buch has been playing. Uh, you know, okay, he's been putting up some points. I, I still think that uh, ultimately he's a um, a good. Player, I, I still think he gets crazy love that what? I don't know if it's warranted. But I don't want to get off don't on that. I'm just wrong. saying. I don't think he should be a first line. You don't, don't backtrack uh, on saying, how you feel. You apologize saying, to him. Yeah, I did. All I'm saying is that he really showed up. Okay, well, I mean, he's getting paid to show up. That's true. All I'm, I mean, I think it might be a, a bit of a mis, maybe a misconception or like. But last episode, I never wanted to uh, come off like right. I like Bucinevich was a bad player. Exactly. That I don't think, exactly. I don't so you're apologizing. No, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> I don't think that. I what agree I'm with saying you, Jack. is, I don't no think he's bad he's at all. A bad player, I just he's, think that he's obviously he can put up points in the NHL. All I'm saying is that I don't think he's the first line winger on a team that's contending in a few years. Well, I don't we'll think. See. And we'll I, when you watch him play, what team would that? Be? I, I find it amazing that you think uh, they're con- they're going to contend. No, I'm saying in a f- in a few years. That's what the, supposedly people are always like. Okay. Oh, they're well, l- listen. Be. Let's not go off on. I, I I blame myself for 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 interjecting there, but let's not go off on Buchnevich now. We okay. have a whole show to talk about. <laughs> so that was our apology. I'm sorry, really just Luca's apology. Luca's apology because we're not apologizing. Well, we know he's listening. I will never apologize. All right, so let's start. So we're gonna start with the. I guess we should talk about the last five games. Let's talk about the state of the team, how we usually do our reactions. All right, so let's see. Last five. They beat the Devils twice pretty handily. Um, George, uh, Georgie looked a little weak in one of them. That's generous. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, so they play the Penguins twice, lose twice kind of embarrassingly. Georgie also not playing too strongly. Uh, and then the Bruins was uh, the first Bruins game. Today, by the way, this is being recorded the day of the one o'clock Bruins game. This is before that game is starting. So like on they, the dot will be done. Yes. So they, they played the Bruins once, lost pretty terribly in a kind of a dud of a game. Georgie made uh six stops on ten shots, I think. Yeah, so, he, he looks ooh. a bit lost, uh, for sure. Um I don't I don't know uh what to make of that. Um I think he's in a little bit of a rut, obviously. And uh, obviously with uh, Shesty out this is problematic, although Kincaid has played steady. Yeah, but you guys are going to have to fill me in because right after the first period of that game, I left. I stopped watching. Well, yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you. I thought I was going to. I didn't want to watch anymore. He takes after his father, yeah. You just you couldn't take the pain. You could not take the pain, and you had to leave. But you know what? It was a wise move. 
It yeah. was a wise I didn't miss any goals. I didn't miss no, the second yeah, period really was a sleep fest the last game. They basically didn't do anything. Um, so what is the state of the New York Rangers right now? I think um, a couple of weeks ago, I think um, like any fan, we were feeling a bit better about the season. They had beaten the Devils yeah. twice. They, I think they had, they had beaten the Sabres right before those two games. Um, they, they're kind of in the bottom, right, bottom part, uh, bottom feeders of the uh, of the conference right now. Um, division. The division. And um, But we were feeling good because they, they looked good. And they even played the Bruins tough in the two games before that sequence. If I remember correctly, they were like a win or two or like three points out yeah. of a spot at yes. one point. Um, so, But, again, let's try and keep it real here. Um, you know, there's a, they're a young team. They they were missing Panarin for this. Mm-hmm. I think he's due back today, right? Yeah. But he's yep. been out he's for play two today. weeks. Um, so are we just being fanatics, expecting them to be able to go up against um, the Bruins uh, and and beat teams like that? Um, or, so I'm trying to add some perspective. Are we being ridiculous fans? Um, or do we have some reason to be a little bit concerned over the past several games? Luca okay. looks urgent yeah, to respond. No, no, no. We we're not being fanatics because even the the 2019-2020 Rangers, they had they, they even with the against the Bruins, against it looked like most of the time they were at least putting up a fight. Like always against the Bruins, they would always battle, well not always, but they they most of the time battle hard. Now, in this season there seems to be a lot of a lot uh there seems to be a lack of battle, a lack of everything. Mika's a Benajad um, was uh, is definitely not as good as he was last year. Where it so he's yeah I mean so you feel it's more uh, a question of um, that they there are these lulls that they seem to be going through over and over again whether it's lasting for a period or or, or over a game or so that the effort is not there consistently big time like even like, is it effort or is it just a lack of um, I don't know. What do you guys think? It seems like they don't really have a system that, that they too. play well. Well. Okay. well, that too. I'm going to say to your first question, if you think we're just being crazy fans. I'm asking. I'm just asking. No, I know, but I'm going to. So I think it's a little bit of both. It's a combination of both. I think uh, partially it's us because sometimes – if they like play a bad game or something like that, I'll get real mad. Or if they lose like three in a row, like they did, um, just just recently, uh, I'll start to question. Oh, does Davidson and Gordon do they know what they're doing? Do blah, blah blah like we always do, which I think is a little bit crazy of us to do. But also at he the really same time, he really raised his voice there. For that. Yeah, I, I I just realized. That. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like. I don't think these are invalid questions to be asking at this point, right? Because I get that they're like the youngest team in the league, and with youth comes inconsistency. That makes perfect sense to me. But just to have like games where some guys just don't look like they want to be there, because 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 that's the coach's job, right? To get players ready to go before a game and and playing. Which honestly, sometimes they do. They start pretty well. Yeah, they do start pretty well. But like a team, like perfect example, the Bruins game. The Bruins will score one goal, bad goal by Georgie. The Rangers are pretty much. I wouldn't. I don't want to say dominating, but they are the better team. They're skating faster than the Bruins. They let up a weak goal, and then boom, the team's in the tank. Yeah, they, That's a bad sign to me. That's a bad reflection on the coach. That's a bad reflection on the coach. Against the Penguins, the Rangers they. The Penguins couldn't breathe. The Rangers were all over them, and Zbigniew gets the first goal. We were so hopeful for that game because that was a big game, and then they they went into the tank big time. Yeah, the Penguins uh, the Penguins shut them down in many respects. Yeah, right. So back Which, to and there they yeah everybody knows the Penguins are just a shut down defensive <laughs> juggernaut in the NHL. And that's the thing, like people are. I know the Penguins have been playing a lot better recently, but like. Uh, I don't think that many people had the Penguins making the playoffs in this division. Maybe, I mean, actually, that's that's a little. I think some people probably did, but I mean, I would pick the Islanders, uh, uh, um, Capitals, Flyers, Bruins. Those would be my top four. Like, duh. I don't think the, I think the Penguins are like an okay team mm-hmm. that the Rangers for some reason can't beat, except for that one time. 
Um, but anyway, like you said about the system, sometimes, oh, maybe it doesn't look like they're skating, blah, blah, blah. I think you're right where the team, it doesn't seem like it at least because I know they're at practice doing this stuff. Like, I mean, just look at the two shorthanded goals, that the one that the Bruins scored and the one that the um, the Penguins scored. What kind of what kind of defensive what what plan was there? You're on a power play and they backed up basically to the to the dots. Yeah. Was well, that Brad Marchand's move that he made around Yeah, around Bucinevich. I does, don't really blame yeah. Bucinevich there. He's not a defenseman, but I mean It does Marchand. seem it does seem that at their worst they they do kind of just go into a shell and um I am I am worried uh, a bit about the team's mental toughness and intestinal fortitude, which is interesting because they seem to show a, a, a good amount of that last year at times. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, again, maybe this is all part of the learning process. Everybody keeps saying they're a young team. I totally get that. And, and they are. Um, and I think this always comes back to that uh, to the basic question of is this a year that they should be really pushing to try and make the playoffs? Is that even a feasible goal? Or is this all about rebuilding? Or maybe it's both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But I, I just feel that I still don't know what the identity of this team is yet. And I get it. They're a young team. But, you know, the coach has been there. This is the third year now. I, I, I don't – is it too much to ask? Maybe it is. See, um, to have to have an identity after three years. That's what's on. That's what's. Are they a four check? A, ma- a massively yeah. four. You know, do they have a massive four check? Are they are a puck possession team? Are they a Physical, defensive team? They, uh, like the you know Trotz's system? Are they? I don't know. That's what I'm most worried about. So I guess I'm, it's just going to take another four or five years till they see, get to be 24 years old for them to learn a system. See, like, I'm more. Know. I'm more. Uh, Worried about that. The fact that they don't have this sort of identity or system they follow rather than, oh, they sometimes have a dud and games like that. Because I, I get it's like f- frustrating to watch as a fan, duh. But, but you know, what's the average age on the team? 21. So, I mean, like, and, I, what can you – there's going to be inconsistent games and guys make mistakes. But I'm more worried about – uh. Uh, what did I that then then then, like, dudes like Keandre Miller, you know, making a bad pass or stuff like that. Because I because I, these guys are gonna get better. They're gonna get bigger. Yeah, I, they're gonna I, get I stronger. Right. Like, I you don't can't get really upset get mad at, at, at them. the at the young guys um, for making mistakes. I mean, in the heat of watching a game, of course, uh, you, yeah. you do. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a different story. But of course, that's in the <laughs> you know the midst of watching uh, a game. But I mean, how could you get upset at? Uh, uh, a 19, 20-year-old uh, kid that's making mistakes. That's the only way. that They need to go through that process. But the it's, fact that they don't have a system to fall right, back it's, it's on more, is what it's more makes of a, me I mean, they angry. turn the puck over just... Oh, they just and, turn... And they a just lot of times it's the just puck. unforced. They're, no, yeah, their breakout is terrible. Yeah. I don't think there's a system. They don't follow a system. And when or you have... Or if there is a system, it's not being imposed. But think about it. You have guys like... I mean, Panarin's back today, but he's been out for, what, nine games, I think? Panarin's out for nine games. Shesty gets hurt. Uh, earlier, you had Kako on the COVID list. You had Heedle hurt. Sure. You had all the your big yeah, Zabanajad yeah, is, is nowhere to it's be found. MIA, right. So, so I mean, when these guys are are look at the Islanders. The Islanders are the perfect example, and I hate the Islanders, but they are the perfect example. <laughs> don't be don't don't drink the haterade. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's smiling so much right now, and Lucas just doesn't think it was funny. So. <laughs> So look no at the – I mean, the Islanders have Matt Barzell. You can make an argument for Anders Lee, right? And maybe Brock Nelson. Those are their offensive guys. That's a great name, Brock. Yeah, those are the offensive guys. Matt Barzell's obviously the best best player on that team, and that's pretty much it. No. They got some – they got more offensive, offensive. skill. Josh Bailey, Eberle, Yeah, but Anders these are – I'm not talking about superstars. Okay. I'm yeah, talking about saying superstars. that they play a system. They play a system. So when maybe Barzal goes three or four games without scoring a goal, right. they, they have there structure is that a they structure can, they can right. follow and, and allow them I really, to win yes, and compete. Yes, that's a good point. And that's what I feel is lacking from the Rangers. I think it is completely driven by 
and this was this was the case this last, is last year, year by a few guys. And, and 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 somebody could say, but Pete, come on, that's every team. You know, if if Sidney Crosby and Malkin aren't scoring any points, of course, of if McDavid you goes best, MIA, the Oilers you need are your best suck. players to play well to win consistently. Of course, what I'm saying is. You had Mika last year lights out crazy, mm-hmm. right? Panarin, unbelievable. And, you know, they were rolling those guys, and who wouldn't? Um, I just feel like they, they rely on just a couple of main players. And, and because they don't have a, a system to fall back on, that type of structure, right, that can steady them, I think when, when you have a guy like Mika, MIA, which is, of course, nobody expected that, and you lose a but guy like Panarin, um, or even when Panarin was in, you know, like without these great individual efforts, I just feel like that's what you now that what what you're seeing now with the lack of structure without those great individual efforts is a team that looks lost a lot of so times. Yeah, think, very that, lost. Do you think that it makes you think? Do you think <laughs> that last season was just an illusion? Just rolling the. First I think two it lines? was like no. you say. I think it was like fool's gold. I think they, they made a lot of strides last season. Me but too. They had two yeah. career years from two, their two players. Yeah, yeah. And they put them out. They got a lot of ice time. Not that they shouldn't. They they're the best players on the team last year. Of course. Of course, they should get they should get a lot of ice time. But I'm all I'm saying is like, you know, if if your team scores six or seven goals because you got Panarin and and Zibanejad on the ice most of the time, then you don't have to worry about maybe letting in five goals or something like that or or having a defensive system or your power play going two for seven or whatever. I, I will say this. I, I've always been, and that's just my personality, I guess, I've always been partial to a strong system rather than, of course, you need the players as well. But I remember back in the 90s, the Devils, who, you know, I don't like the Devils, obviously, as a Rangers mm-hmm. fan. Um, but they were criticized by many people at the time for saying that, you know, their system, that neutral zone trap, it was horrible for hockey. And, it, it you know, they basically were interchangeable parts. That's what they yeah. were criticized for, that they could just bring people in to fit into that system and play it. Which is a kind and of I, genius thing to do. And I get it. Wins it wins champions. And I get yes. it. And I get it. Right? It wins because, cups. And, and it's not that they didn't have any good players. Of course they had really good players. But uh-huh. um, I've always been partial to that because I feel it's like a good insurance policy. That, yeah. So if, if a guy like yeah. Meek is going through a well, slump or Panarin gets hurt, because every team, right, especially this year, is going through injuries and COVID protocol. Right? Yeah. You're, gonna, you're losing players. I just feel like having that foundation is key. And I don't know if I'm just not astute enough to notice it, but I just don't know what kind of team this team is in terms of identity-wise. And I think it's this is his third year as coach, so I'm wondering, is it too much to expect? Okay, well, not to actually, have you know what? I'm system? I just maybe I'm just thinking of this. You're just thinking for the first time. No. Oh, I'm, oh! I thought this was a big moment. I thought in general <laughs> you were saying you're just thinking. Uh, I'm thinking like so. David Quinn comes and starts coaching the team in 20 what 18, right? I think. Yeah. yeah 2018, 19. How many year. guys on that team are on this team? That's a good question. Because uh, what yeah. I'm saying is, like, oh, you're going to say, oh, it's his third year. Why doesn't this team have an identity yet? I don't know if it's the same team, really. I don't think it is the same well, team. Well, I'm sure it's not the same think team. Think about but, all the guys on the team yeah, now. But organizationally, team. you should have a structure that you build into your into your – into your minor league system, so that guys are are getting used to that structure. When well, they, yeah, you have a um, a built in structure when, when they hired. Come oh, in. Well, I mean, yeah. that's what I thought was was happening there. You know, you, some sort of integration, right? That's okay. You, that's fair, but I'm just there's saying, always going to be turnover. That's fair, but I don't know if if with a ton of new players and a new coach on the bench. Yeah, well, how 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 perfectly that can translate on the ice through twenty whatever games. How long did it take? Bar- and I, it's unfair. I'm just using this. I know it's a ridiculous. I'm not comparing the two, so it's unfair. But how long did it take Trotz to get a, a system up and running? I don't follow the, the Islanders too much. It didn't take too long. Okay, okay. Also, Barry Trotz is a seasoned NHL coach. I said I, I know that Stanley that's Cup. an extreme comparison. What I'm saying is, so a really good coach is able to have some semblance of a system. Okay, even well, if I you mean, want to say John Tortorella, and I'm not saying you know. But, I mean, he's a guy who, um, you know, was able to create a, an identity for the team. And we, you know, you, we could debate whether it was a good identity, you know, style of play, what have you. The point is he created an identity. The team took on the identity. Did the same of thing the with coach. Columbus, too. Yeah. And also with the Torches Rangers, 
they they do things like they they I think with Torchwood Rangers that he they had uh, a lot of block shots mm-hmm. most in the league. Oh yeah, they had the most in the they league. Had that yeah. and also a pre, uh, really good goalie backing him up, and also. That was a tough team, too. Yeah, and again, we could have a debate whether Tortorella's system is is crappy or not. That's not the point I'm making. Yeah. I'm saying— I think he mishandles players a lot. No, no. It, he's a, it, not yeah. This is not a referendum on Tortorella but, as a coach. I'm simply making a point of—and and yeah, bottom line is the guy has won, I think, two Jack Adams and a Stanley Cup. So whether you like him or not, he's, obvi- he's obviously not a, he's not a moron as a yeah, head coach. Yeah, when it comes to hockey. But, but he—just <laughs> another example of a coach that created an identity for his team or a style of play. Right? And that identity follows him wherever he right. goes. And, and again, yeah. whether we like it or not, the identity is is, is a separate issue. My point is, uh, Quinn it may emerge as uh, the next John Cooper. You know, yeah. I don't know. He may no. Oh, I mean, hate who knows? John Cooper. I mean, John. I Cooper hope won that the Quinn. Cup, I hope so. Quinn is. I've said this before. I hope he's holding the Stanley Cup over his head and the Rangers. You know, I, I would love to see him see this through. My my only point is, this is his third year. They have a young team. All the excuse and. It, I, when I say excuses, I don't mean that in a negative way. All the reasons, I should say, rather, why you could say, look, he needs more time and all that. I, I get it. But I'm saying, is it too much to expect that in year three that we – I'm still not quite sure what the identity of this team is. I think – okay. Um, I don't – I'm not one of the fans or whatever. There's a lot of fans on like Twitter that will say, did you really expect the Rangers to compete in this what, division what is, this year? What is all Twitter? All this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I didn't expect the Rangers to make the playoffs once I saw the divisions. No, I didn't think they were going to be that good in this division. It's a super hard division. But I don't think that's an invalid thing to to question. I don't think it's invalid to question the coach right now, but I think you also need to take both sides of it at the same time. So I think now we should get into uh, some of the – since we're talking about Quinn a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the issues, right? So one of the things that's been really hurting them this year, on the one hand, you have the uh, the penalty kill, which has been phenomenal, Fantastic. right? So it's you have third, to, second in the league, I think. You have to give credit where credit is due. But on the other hand, you have the power play, which has which been— is terrible. Right. Oh, oh, I wanted to say something about the power play. Go ahead. Okay, so last game against the Bruins, it's 4 nothing Bruins. There's like two minutes left, and the Rangers uh, get a power play. So— if you're David Quinn, right, your power play is horrendous. It's been horrendous all season. It's 4 nothing Bruins with two minutes left in the game. Who are you putting out in the power play? Oh, I'm a different person, you know. But I don't, I'm yeah, not saying it's, it's you and Quinn. I'm I'd saying this is, this is probably most people and David Quinn. Right. I'd rock what this team is supposed to be built around, like La Fetal. Gautier, he put, put out he put on. out the first unit who hasn't done anything. Well, I didn't see that. I mean, I, I I don't know if if anybody would ask him. I'm sure he would give some response like you know the, he put them out because he, he wants to get them going because that's the unit that needs to carry. You know who knows? That's something. Now gotta... me on the other hand, I would have some of those guys in the first unit given all the things we just said, right? All the all the reasons people give for why you're being crazy. They shouldn't even be in contention for a playoff spot. Well, if that's the case, then why aren't then put Loff on the first power on the play power. unit. Get Heedle on the first. And if you're going to make unit. the argument, if you're going to make the argument that oh, he's like a liability on the power play, he isn't. But even if you make oh, Kako and Loff and Heedle are liabilities on the power play. That's why they're on the second unit. There's two minutes left in a four nothing game. Against the uh, against exactly. one of the better teams in hockey, exactly. what are I, you doing? I don't get it in in general. So this gets to a question of like Quinn's. Um, I don't know if stubbornness is the right. Well, that's word. what I said last game. I said he's stubborn, and that pisses me off. He loves that first power play unit, and look, he even reunited the KBZ line that game. And in the post game, he said, "Yeah, well, it's because he was you know the Strom line was having trouble with." I mean, most most lines have trouble with Bergeron, Marshan, Pasternak yeah. line, right? He didn't think Strom had a good game, right? Okay, and and I'm not suggesting he did. My point is that's why he reunited the KBZ line. He um, wanted them to match up, which meant that, that Loff gets dropped down to all the way to the line. fourth yeah. line yeah. for some and reason. That was like, well, I was there, so that means I was since I was there, it had to be within the first period. He dropped so Loff. Really he dropped Loff down to the. He said. He said, "I want to." Uh, um, match up the Bergeron line with the uh, the KZB, right? Right. So that means Loff has to go to fourth line. Right. So these are the things. I mean, I understand. He's, you know, every coach, they ride the horses that take them to, you know, 
you know, wherever, the farm. I don't know what, what a proper <laughs> analogy You bring a horse to water? What do I know what? about horses <laughs> except betting them? Um, I understand that he wants to ride those guys, and they, they, you know, look, they had a great power play last year, right? Yeah. But clearly we're 25 games in, and, you know, somebody has snatched Mika Zibanejad's soul. I don't know what happened. He I think it's a, a different person. Oh, yeah. They kidnapped um, him and placed yeah. him with the I don't know what's going on, but it's clear now. It's not just a few games, right? Game five or six, everybody was like, you know, we got to keep He'll work out of it. Gonna, yeah. He's gonna get. He's gonna get out of this, and we, we, you know, we. He's one of our. He's one of our best players, right? Top two players. But it's clear now that if he is going to get out of this, nobody knows when it's going to happen. Whether it's going to be this year or two years from now. So, I'm not suggesting that means you bench him and he doesn't play. Of course not. But does he have to get? You know, all those minutes on the power play. And let's face it, Quinn rarely has his second power play unit out there. They get very limited time. Um, so it's usually that first unit. There, there that have been times, time. and over the past few games, there have been times where um, the first power play unit has started with Zabanajet on it. He's get he's gotten the second unit on, and he goes back to that first unit within that two minutes. So, yeah. d- does it have to be like that all the time? I does, don't know. I don't does, know why I mean, Zabanajet's clearly in a massive slump. And if you're again, what are we the doing likes here? Of which we've never like, seen. Here's the logic, and I, and then I'll shut up because I know Luca wants to talk. No. But here's the lot. Here's the logic, in my uh, the lack of logic. You're trying to win games all the time, of course. Yeah. But if we're going to keep using right explanations that well, come on, you're crazy if you think they're going to make the playoffs. They're the youngest team. This is about rebuild. And then I'd say perfect. So then you can't have it both ways. So you're going to try and win games and keep playing a guy who is clearly lost out there, right? Or you're going to try and develop some of these kids since it's all about development. I just feel like the logic escapes me. Why, to your point, Jack, especially if you're going to be that stubborn where you're going to say, no, has to be Zabanajad and Buchnevich on the first power play. Strom. Strom. I can never get Heedle or Kako Olaf on the first power play for any more than like one game. If you're going to hold to that, well, damn, you better start winning some games, number one, or... You know, at the very least, to your point, at the end of a game where it's out of hand, put put those kids out there. Get him a little. I he did it briefly this year with some of those kids in the first yeah. public. Either you're going to try, you you're definitely trying to win every game you play, of course. But if the organization feels that this is not about making the playoffs this year, to me, I don't see why you wouldn't have those kids out there. And then this is the last Especially thing I'll say. Especially in that situation. Conversely, if the organization feels, no, damn right, this was this was our goal this year. We need to make the playoffs. Well, then at a certain point, this power play is killing you. Why wouldn't you make a change to try and win some games then? Also, I think people try to make the argument for the penalty kill. Like we say um, – Oh, Bucinevich and Zabanajad, they are or are Howden, and these guys maybe shouldn't be killing penalties or whatever. Not that they're bad at it. I just think maybe you could get other power play time to to some other people, because, or I mean, not power play time, but penalty kill time. But but people say, oh well, why would you? Uh, what is it? Bend what's not broken. What is it? Don't why? don't break what's not broken. Wait, Something, don't no. cry over spilt milk. I think. No, that's not it. People in glass houses shouldn't be naked. Ain't fixed. I don't. Yes. Don't what broken ain't fixed. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't, That's broken. Yeah. Whatever. Fix. I don't What's know. It's, so it's, it's such a good penalty kill, and they're like, "Well, why would you change the if guys it ain't who broke, are on don't it?" Don't fix it. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, yes, I think that's it. So they're like, "If if the penalty kill is not broken, why would you change the guys who are on it?" Blah, blah blah. You can apply that same logic to the power play. Exactly. I said that the other night. It is broken. The power play is broken, so change it. Right. All right, so we're uh, going to take a quick break here, and then we'll continue with NYR DNA. We'll be right back. And up next on the Ben Shapiro Show, we talk about the New York Rangers. Brett Howden is quite possibly one of my favorite players to watch. He provides the team with speed, grit, and penalty kill skill. Wait Um, a minute there, Bernie Sanders, what exactly are you doing here? I am here to tell the American people that although adorable, Brett Howden does not deserve to dress every single game. In fact... Kevin Rooney deserves more time um, than Howden. Bernie, that's absolutely insane. Brett Howden is the heart and soul of the team. Just ask David Quinn. No, no, no. 
Brett Howden does not belong on the roster. They need to give more time to the bottom six and not let the 1% of the team hold 99% of the ice time. Bernie, hypothetically, a bottom six takeover would sink the team. They do not nope, put up enough ben, points. that is a common misconception. The bottom six of the New York Rangers is very good and well-rounded. Another thing, the Cockle, Heedle, and Lafreniere line needs to stay together. I encourage all Americans to listen to NYRDNA. They know what is good. Yeah, okay. Okay, welcome back to NYRDNA after our quick break. I just uh, but, but, sorry to interrupt, Jack, but I, I failed to mention. I just want to uh, once again mention our generous, generous sponsors. Uh, they're the reason we're here. Uh, Fight Milk and Rumham, um, and we're we're working on a new sponsor that we hope to announce uh, for the next podcast. We're in uh, intense uh, discussions, negotiation, right now. yeah, and that. But that's for the legal team of NYR DNA. Um, but right now, uh, Fight Milk, of course. Crow-based protein drink. Um, Alcoholic. Yeah, first one ever made. Uh, so you can pick that up at your local uh, health stores. And then, of course, rum ham. Um, why don't perfect you pick, supplement. Why don't, yeah, why don't you go pick up a rum ham and just... Uh, ham soaked in rum. So it's, exactly. Ham soaked in rum. And uh, what what's a better way to spend the day than getting rip shit uh, on rum ham? So I uh, just wanted to mention that. Okay, thank you to Fight Milk and Rum Ham once again. <laughs> okay, so we're going to continue our our quick talk of, of, of some – of all things David Quinn. Uh, and then we're going to move on well, per, to Per Luca's logic, if we bash Quinn, then he's just going to become Jack exactly. Adams. So all right, so let's keep then going. We go. Then we can apologize to him. All right, so our – And then it starts to wear off. But that's when we do another podcast. Yeah, it's all about keeping the pressure on. This one uh, not only – uh, involves Quinn. Sorry. This segment involves one of our favorite players to watch. Uh, I'd say he's probably the most adorable person on the team. He's adorable. <laughs> he's adorable. All right. So Brett Howden. Let's Go ahead, see. Jack. I just. All right. These are my thoughts about Brett Howden off the top of my head. I think the the kid, <laughs> the dude works hard. He skates. That's that's about it. He's not fast, but he's he's an all right. He's pace. he's got he's all right speed. He's not the strongest. Doesn't have the best shot. Doesn't have the best hands. Does he have one? What does one, he do? One point. What does he do this he is, season? He is. He's gone. Though. He's gone over a calendar year for a goal. His goal drought is over a calendar year. I don't hate Brett Howden. I think fourth line center is a good. <laughs> I'm sure you hate. He's Brett relieved Howden. to hear. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was I don't. Was he? He's gonna score a goal today. Go to the camera. And be like, that's right, Jack. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> that would scare me. You hate him. But, but I mean, okay, listen. Listen, does, he works hard. He 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 gets into the corners and stuff because I think he knows that's what he needs to do to stay in the lineup. I haven't seen him like win a battle this season, really. I've seen him get tossed around a or, lot, or sh- really like make take a nice shot or make a nice pass. But this I is, just don't understand like why he's taking a spot. This is more else. than it's more it's more about Quinn than. Brett Howden, yes. right? I Quinn mean, so yeah. this Brett is Howden. not about ripping Brett Howden, who I, I think, like Jack said, I mean, he gives a, a real honest effort um, and seems like a very likable guy. Um, He's adorable. It's, it's more about <laughs> it's more about Quinn's insistence, getting back to the stubbornness part, it seems, that this this he cannot take him out of the lineup. Yeah, despite, he's a main, he's a staple. Right. Despite you have a center, and I, I love his moxie wing. and courage, and he's he got into that fight recently. I forget with the uh, yeah, person yeah, yeah. The fight. So. Look, I, he's he kind of I get it. He, he's what you want in a hockey player, but to your point, maybe not an NHL hockey. Well, player. to your point, like <laughs> his insistence on never taking this guy out of the lineup, and you have a situation coming up very soon where Kravtsov's going to yeah. be here, and you're going to have an overabundance of wingers, oh. right? And and one it, of those wingers is a center, by the way, right? And yeah. now you have a guy so. Rooney's playing. He's playing well, you know. Um, oh yeah, I I'd be very happy to anything. have Rooney as my fourth line center. Me neither. But there's no way oh, in I the am, world I would be right. What are the odds that David Quinn is going to drop Rooney to the fourth line center to make room for Kravtsov and keep some other people in the lineup like Gautier or maybe uh, Blackwell or you even, gotta, even Di Giuseppe? Right? You got to keep those guys. No, I he won't. They help make a core. Here's he will thing. not. He will I, not do it. I think he to. might. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. There's no Maybe reason. There's no four case games you can make ago. to keep Brett Howden to insist that Brett Howden cannot lose 
uh, to be a healthy scratch. Four games ago, I, I, I would it. be four games ago, maybe like a week and a half ago, if you would have told me he'd um, keep Julian Gauthier in the lineup when Kravtsov came. I'd be shocked, but now more so, well, I think he probably he's will. Showing keep him. He's yes, been I know, and I'm showing why. That's why I'm saying no, it. I, I know, think I know he you're saying be. that he should. He's stay forcing him to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the 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 sad part here is that when Kravtsov comes, not only let's say he decides to drop Brett Howden, right? Brett Howden doesn't dress Kravtsov de- debut, so M- Rooney moves to center. You still have. Another wing you have to move. No, of course, but at least so, you could start there, right? Yeah. So instead of but losing he, two do, wings, will he drop Howden? Is the question? Probably I don't think so. not. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. And that's what I mean. Like, what are you basing that on? By any metric, I'm sorry. David Quinn uh, has probably forgotten more about uh, uh, assessing talent and coaching hockey than I've ever known. I freely admit that. But seriously, <laughs> what metric are you basing it on that this guy can't come out of the lineup? On his effort? No. I mean, and I don't poo-poo effort. I mean, yeah, it begins there. But seriously. Cuteness. His cuteness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't get it. Like, you, you, you'd you rather sit Blackwell or um Did Giuseppe sat last game? Yeah, or, or Goat uh, than Howden? I, I mean, by looking at the metrics. What has Howden done that those guys yeah, haven't? Yeah, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't understand also. The, at best, he's a fourth-line center the in tweets, the NHL. At the best. The tweets all about Brett Howden's penalty killing and his defensive blah, blah, blah. I want, I'm telling, I'm going to ask of these people. when of what people? The people that are saying this. Oh, okay. To, to, um, when Brett Howden's killing a penalty, right? Or he's in his own end, whatever. Just watch Brett Howden. Don't take your eyes off of Brett Howden. Don't I watch anybody else. I can't take my eyes off Brett. He's so adorable. <laughs> that was perfect. But I mean, like, just on. watch him, and and give me like a couple things that he does on a penalty kill that nobody else on the team can do. Right. That Rooney couldn't do. I mean, Rooney's killing penalties. Yes, now, but that's true. Rooney. Maybe a Phil DiGiuseppe BDG. couldn't do. Like no one else can seriously. do what what he does on the penalty right. kill. He's right. that much of a presence. Right. He's that good. That we could overlook the fact that he hasn't scored a goal in a year. That yeah. He, I mean, he, we could overlook all of those things because he's that good on the power yeah. play, on the penalty kill. I, I don't buy it. Game. Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, so, me neither. That's that's another example to me. I mean, look. He's, I know he's every coach has Quinn's their guys. guys. Yeah. I know every coach has their guys. But we'll see what happens when Kravtsov comes over. I mean, who knows if Kravtsov yeah. will even play? I mean, I'm assuming I, I, you have. I mean, no, you, you don't have to. We'll see. Kravtsov's gonna come in, tear it up, and then he's gonna be fourth line minutes. Yeah, we'll see we'll what see. happens. All right, that should be an interesting situation. But we're gonna move on here. Yeah, this will be our last segment of the so podcast. So what's the what's the latest with Chesty now? Okay, day to day, right? Yesterday, I saw a couple tweets after a press conference after one of the practices uh, that said, uh, "Yeah, he's day to day." But they say it's 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 a it's a nagging issue, where yeah, that's a that's a delicate you yeah know, I, I know mean, so I mean the groin yes exactly so I mean like you know one your the your first thought would be like is this going to be an issue yeah. in the future yeah, that's going to keep coming that. back and back so and then the second thing is they said like oh yeah he's day to day it might be a little bit longer than we expected because it's a like I said like a nagging sort of thing but um they said they also said uh, Quinn I think said. Like tomorrow, he might wake up and feel a lot better. Like I don't know what that means, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it means what it means. It's day to day, but I mean, I, I think realistically, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a few more games. I mean, I hope no, not. Yeah, I, um, I, because I think everybody thinks look, that. Look, I, I liked. I, I'm glad the Rangers didn't trade Georgiev last year. I thought that was the right move <laughs> because for a couple of reasons. Um, you need a backup. No, no, but but yeah, but but also, well, they're, they're, we'll get to some other folks who felt that there was a different option to play, you know, to, yeah, to play. But but I I always felt that. Don't you want to find out? I mean, we all hope that Shesterkin is the guy, but he came up and played how many games this year? Twenty games. This game or last? No, year? No, last year when he came up. Thir- Twenty four. Right. So nine, he, I don't even. My know. point Total? is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> he oh, didn't play that many games. My point is, if you go and trade Georgiev, right? Last year. Um, and he had a good year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you Islander go into the season, right? And I'll, I'm going to put the other person on the side right now. You go into the season banking everything on this guy being your goalie of the future, Shesterkin, which I hope he is. I'm not saying yeah, he's not. Looks like it. But but it's a risk, right? So 
coming out of last year, I thought it was a good idea to keep both of these guys this year. And then you see what happens. You have more of a sample size to say, this guy, Shesterkin's the guy. We can move Georgie now. Or, or George, <laughs> now Georgie one... showed some flares last season yeah. where he was like Flashes. Out. Yeah. Flashes yeah. where it made you think maybe this guy's the top I thought guy. it was the smart play to keep both. Yeah. Of them. Because Shesterkin didn't play much, too. Right. He played great, but he didn't play much. And more so for insurance reasons, right? Yeah. Um, but look, I don't know what's going on with Georgie now. He's played some good games this year, and, and the last few have been, he, he looks a bit lost. I don't, yeah. I, I don't see any reason. Why he can't work himself out of this, especially with Benoit Lair. I'm sure he'll yeah, work yeah, himself yeah. out of it. But right now, with Shesterkin out and Georgie playing like world. he is, you know, it's going to be tough to to consistently win games. So, um, I I don't know. Uh, the only thing I don't understand is uh, beside that. Look, no one ever said Georgiev is going to be a Vezina winner. I, I don't even know if Shesterkin is. Nobody knows that. But it was time to move on. And I guess here's where I'm going to start throwing out some Here folks, we go. folks online. This, what, is, this we, is why we get the viewers or the uh, listeners. Can we just stop with this, you know, if they just would have done the right thing last year and kept Lundqvist instead of treating their, their goalie like that, this would have been, you know, they would have not been in this situation. Like, I, I hate to break it to you. He's gone. He's not on the team anymore. Yeah, so stop, like, stop. Like, he was a great Ranger. No one is doubting that he was a great goalie, right? You can make arguments, one of the greats, what, top 10, well, yeah, top 20, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he's not on the team anymore. And, you know, the Lunk, let's face it, um, I always put the team over one player, except, yep. for, except for that, That's that one is. time yeah. when the, truly uh, somebody came down from the heavens, right? That that person. The Messiah. The Messiah, right? I mean, yeah. you have to acknowledge that. But I'm hoping that right, person if anybody's never, actually confused about that, he's talking about Mark Messier. Yeah, that, that person <laughs> yeah, never no, put it, himself it, over the team, though, either. If you're a Rangers fan, you're not confused about that. Okay, either. exactly. My point is this. Can we stop with this? Please. The Rangers uh, team is what you should be dealing with now. H- Hendrik Lundqvist is not it's on the not team on anymore. The team. And and this almost this glee that Ranger fans are taking from the fact that Georgiev's having a rough patch. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, they're like happy about like, it. Bro, See? your team you, just you lost 4 nothing. Yeah, like Lundqvist like of the goalie... past two, three years was the shutdown goalie he was you yeah. know, seven years ago. He's not. He wasn't. It's like the, the idea that Lundqvist wasn't giving up soft goals. And that's goals. okay. And that's like, fine. That's he was okay. an old. He, he got was getting older. older. Yeah. Like, it like, happens. Can we stop with this fantasy? I don't get it. Well, with these I know. people that are just like so still pissed that a, 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 a franchise player got older, he was getting paid an incredible amount of money, and, and a rebuilding team made the right decision and started to move on. Yes. Like that happens in every sport yes. and every organization. I hope Get everyone realizes I hope everyone realizes that They're not Rangers fans, Dad. I, I hope know. I hope everyone realizes that Mark, Martin Brodeur was traded, by the way. Or I mean, I don't know. I forget if he signed the, with the Blues or he's traded, off. but the Devils decided we're not gonna pay him that much because he's like a thousand years old yeah. and blah 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 and we we, we need to rebuild. Right. It's the smart move. People it, it, also forget I mean, this has nothing to do with, like, rebuilding or anything, but Wayne Gretzky was actually traded. Like, the Oilers traded him. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, okay. It's not no, the same thing. I'm just saying. My point like, is, anything guys, is though, possible. eases the pain, because Wayne Gretzky won cups with the Oilers, same with Martin Brodeur. My point is, it's the smart move for the organization. Yeah. Unless, unless your, your motive is not to do what's best for the organization. Now, if you feel what was best for Henrik Lundqvist was to remain a Ranger in perpetuity until he decided when he was 50 to retire, then yeah, that was a crappy thing the Rangers organization did. But if, you're, if your goal is to kind of expedite and, and build you know, and maintain this rebuild and eventually win. to try and hopefully build a really strong organization, it was the smart move. And yep. that doesn't yep. mean that you're denying what a great uh, transformative Ranger he was. Right, you're not denying his greatness, but it was time. Like it, I don't get it. And these people are like almost taking glee in the fact that yeah, yeah the Rangers goaltending sucks this year. That's what's and if weird they never did that to Longquist, they would probably have the same record now. But it doesn't matter because like Longquist would be here. In, like, that's what's weird world, to me. Like right. they're excited that the Rangers, people, the Rangers get shut out instead of like fans for teams. They're like fans for players. Now. Yeah, and it's weird. Yeah. I apologize. Well, I'm a Rangers fan, which means. Listen, I have no control over what the front office decides to do, right? If they decide— You don't? No. Oh. 
No. That's too bad. If they decide That'd that they awesome want if to, uh, if they want to let Lundquist walk, right, they buy him out, he signs with the Capitals, I have no control over that. All I know is that I'm a Rangers fan. I can control the team I'm rooting for. Now, if, if I'm that big of a Henrik Lundqvist fan, more than I am a Ranger fan, I'll go root for the Capitals and hope he does great. I hope he does great anyway. I hope he's fine because he had the heart surgery. Of course, of right. course. Now, I am a Rangers fan, though, so I'm going to root for the team that they've put in front of me, no matter who's on it. And he's the only goalie you've known growing up, right? I know, yeah. Well, I mean— I mean, for the most part, since you've been— Paying attention Paying attention, hockey, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he was the guy. I was five when he joined the team. It, it, again, I, I just don't get it, and it, it just drives me nuts. It's like I want to just, you know, like, I don't know. Also, it's Knock weird that they like— heads together and say yeah, that he's oh, not on man. the team. It's he's weird not on the team that anymore. they like. It's weird Move that on. they like. The second pass. Yeah, stay. A, a pass. Yeah, hung up with some clown from the '60s, man. That's that's from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's weird that they like. I don't know. I feel like they. Uh, it's like this weird love sort of like they love him, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. The right. dude, the dude stood on his head. Like there were playoff series of where course. I was like, they wouldn't have won of without course. him playing like that. Of course, because he's he's one of the greats. Of course. Right? But I mean, like. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's like, oh, my God, just, like, kiss him already, the way these people talk well, about him. It's, it's unbelievable. It, it's it's a weird type of thing going on. Like, I, it's almost like they're mad. They're so bitter that – and they blame the Rangers organization and they blame the players, like, they, that Hank didn't get a Stanley Cup, you know, as mm-hmm. if yeah. as if he was just oh, a, yeah. a spectator in that. And, I, and I'm not blaming him for not getting a Stanley Cup. I'm just saying, like – but they take it almost like they're so bitter that, like, how dare that team? They were so horrible. Like, they won the President's Trophy, you know, that year. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that team was so horrible. They, they only I won saw... the President's Trophy because of Hank. Like, no, no team wins that, the President's yeah, Trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their goalie yeah, exactly. was really good. That year, Talbot played for Helmet. Helmet yeah, exactly. Yeah, also, oh, wow. keep in mind, Luca. They weren't in, the, they weren't in first place. When Hank, yeah, that's Talbot true. Came Talbot in came in. And, they went the first. Yeah. Now, did Talbot go on like the hottest streak of his career? Yeah, probably. I don't think he's that great of a goalie. And are we, are saying, we taking anything away from how great Hank was? was? No. no. My point is, it's they almost, were a good team. Yeah, and, and these people, I they, saw, they seem to be like so bitter. Like he didn't get his cup, and some, somehow, like people, the organization or the coaching, like did that to him by not, you know, I don't <laughs> they know. Did it on purpose. Yeah, the tweet, it's crazy. The tweet I saw. Like, the, why can't we just say he was a great goalie and was time to move on? Yes. The tweet I saw uh, the other night when— There's no Mike Richter, but I mean, you know. That's going to get a lot of hate. I don't think it should. The tweet the tweet I saw the other night when uh, Georgie let in those four goals against the Bruins, and I mean, I think it was also just kind of culminating after he had a few mm-hmm. bad games, but the tweet I saw was like, let's be real or something. Uh, like— None of those Rangers teams even make the playoffs with that long. Or no, it was like it was like let's be real. If Hank isn't on those teams in the 2010s or whatever, the team is like dog shit or something like that. And I, my rebuttal is that one, they won the President's Trophy 2015. So, I mean, if you have one great goalie, they're not. It doesn't mean you just automatically win the President's Trophy. You have to have some semblance of a team. They were a good team. Okay, right. yeah. they had the most points in the league. Also, and plus, theoretically, you could say that about any team. Any right? team, yeah. take their best player. He was their best player. Yeah, take their best player away. The, the, the oil. I mean, the, uh, the Penguins don't win any of those cups without um, Crosby, Mario Lemieux. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably not. Twenty twelve. But that doesn't mean the rest of them sucked. Everyone forgets about twenty twelve. They were second. And I'm not comparing the Stanley Cup winning Penguins to the Tortorella Rangers. Yes, but everyone forgets about twenty twelve because now did Hank have a great? year? He won the Vezina that year. He had yeah. a great year. Of course. They they were uh, right behind the Canucks. The Canucks won the President's Trophy, or 2011, one of those years. The Canucks won the President's Trophy. The Rangers were right behind them. They were second in the league that year. You're going to tell me that because the goalie? No. Did he have a Vezina year? Yeah. The team was good. Yeah, they didn't have star In other power, words, they couldn't have been horrendous. They couldn't right. have been they horrendous. Had, You're going to tell me if you take Hank out and put someone else in, and just the they, they no, would be terrible? The team was skillful. They had grit. They had grind. They had... And they had a system they, they that they played. The 2014, system, exactly. Backed up by a Think great coach. It. Think about it. 2014, they go to the cup, right? Hank is great. I mean, you don't go to the cup finals without a goalie backing you up. You don't go to the cup finals without some semblance of a team. And if you remember correctly, that team did have a – they had an identity. They were built on speed. Yeah. Everything was fast. Yeah. They forechecked fast. 
Everything was fast, and it got them to the finals. Right. So, I mean, like, it's coaching, it's the players in front of the goalie, and it's the goalie. It's not one or the other. Like, I don't understand why these people right. can't – like, the team is still good. It, it, I don't get it. Well, get, bringing it back to this year's team, and I, I guess we'll probably wrap it up. Um, th- look, this has been one of the disappointing aspects of this year, I think, for the entire organization, is that the goaltending has been – even, you know, Shesterkin It got off been, to a bad start. Yeah, He's yeah. been a lot better, and then he, he has been. unfortunately So, of course, that's been one of the more disappointing <laughs> points. My, my lashing out was just with these folks that seem to just revel in this because they're hung up on, like, Hank Lundquist would have, you know, if they just would have done the right thing by him, everything would have been different this year, and they could have traded Georgie last year. And it's just, to me, it's just, get a grip, folks. No, they Seriously. Got, they got right before games. They're, they're getting excited. Well, if Georgie plays bad today, I, I get the tweet about yeah, how yeah, the team yeah. would be better. I, I can't on. wait to tweet about how my yeah. favorite team lost in embarrassing yeah, fashion. Yeah, it's like, get a grip. He's not here anymore, okay? Yeah. He's not on the team. It was yeah. the right move. And honestly, as much as I think he's... Un, you know, an unbelievable goalie. I was advocating to trade him uh, a few years ago I know, when they could have gotten really something from him. I knew that contract would be an albatross, but that would have taken a, 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 an amount of courage from the front office that uh, they didn't have. No, but it would have been the right move. It's all right to tweet. You know, it's always good to tweet about <laughs> what you know about a loss, what you could have done better, what went wrong, what you need to do, but not when you say. <laughs> <laughs> not when you say, well, if you had this goalie, you know, that yeah. we let go. No. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Whose who's I mean, last good season was like seven years ago. Well, I, mean, I don't know about seven years yeah, ago. I know. But, we but, might have, you know, we might have won well, a game. Maybe it was at yeah. least three or four You're years right. ago. You're right. Maybe let's talk about the issues, why they lost three games right. in a row pretty badly. Right. Let's talk about that instead of just saying, if they had a goalie that wasn't on the yeah. team, that's not on the team anymore, they would have won. Yeah. He's also not on the team anymore. He's not coming back. But if they would have had him, right. they would have won. Let's ignore what yeah. happened in I mean, the if game. They had, if they would have had Marc Messier like it was 1994, they would have won the last few well, games. Well, I mean. I know, was, I know. Was, that's it, ridiculous. I know. But my point is, to your point, I agree with you. And I think what people don't understand is the real reason this team is off to a rough season is because they lost, they lost Mark Stahl, not Everyone Henry forgets Lundquist. about Mark Stahl. I think they've been on the down. They've been on the decline since they lost. They've been on the decline since they lost Anton Strawman. That's my theory. There you go, Anton. All right. So, all right, folks. Yeah, I think that's about it for this episode of NYR DNA. Yeah, we got very. (laughs) We We got worked up there. there. All right. I hope. uh, Cross your fingers for a Rangers win. Panarin. Yeah, I hope they win today. Yeah, I hope Panarin gets eight points today. I hope Nick Ritchie gets punched in the face. Yeah, he needs beating. He does. All right, folks. All right. Thank you for tuning in to NYRDNA. We hope to be back soon. And uh, as always, let's go Rangers. Peace out.